Welcome to Battlefield of Ideas with Randy Farmer. I am, in fact, Randy Farmer. Today is January 16th, 2019, and I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. You know, you sit through the day and you pick up some show notes on what you're going to go over and you think, uh, you know, maybe Jim Acosta is not going to be in the news and he did good today. Well, he was in the news, but but there was so much other crazy stuff happening that he's not even in the show today. So this would be the first day that I don't go into a deep conversation about Jim Acosta. I don't know if that's going to hurt his feelings and I really don't care. But we have a CNN legal correspondence telling a African-American gentleman that he is the beneficiary of white privilege. So that, that was an intelligent conversation. If uh, you don't know what the definition of sarcasm means, you might want to look it up on that one. We'll be going over a lot of different stuff, a lot of crazy stories, and a one really uh, heartfelt story that I thought it was a good slap in the face to Gillette. Yeah, Gillette's in the news. Who would have thought? Pandering Gillette. You, you can feel free to look up that definition, but you don't have to because we here at Battlefield of Ideas did it for you. So we'll be talking about Gillette and their wonderful new ad that I, you know, I didn't mind it at the first part of it. If you haven't seen it, feel free to watch it. It seems to be taking a shot at men. They only give credit for some of us being good. The rest of us pretty much suck. And this is the same company that has used sex to sell for many, many years. But hey, they're woke now, but we'll get into that story. We'll get into Andrew Cuomo, that little hypocrite, let me tell you. David Webb, he was the African-American that uh, was told he was part of or the beneficiary of white privilege by Ariva Martin, who is a CNN legal analyst. We have Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, which is mind-boggling that that guy got elected. But hey, it's all right. He's making sure that all illegal immigrants in the state of California are going to have free health care, but that's okay because who's going to pay for it is the actual citizens of California that are United States citizens that they are forced to have insurance by a mandate, and if they don't have insurance, they have to pay a fine. So basically, it's like Obamacare I don't know, revisited, whatever you want to, you know, point one, point two, whatever you want to call it. I call it point stupid. Think about that. Illegal immigrants, people here illegally, they know they're here illegally. They do nothing to enforce the law. Then they make their citizens pay a fine if they can't afford insurance or choose not to have insurance, then they're going to use that money to give free insurance to illegal immigrants. Like, I honest to goodness shake my head on some of these things, and I honestly don't know how people vote for this. The, the, it's not like they're slipping this in the back door. These are things the people ran on 
and you elected him. And God bless you. I, I li don't live in California. I live in the great state of Massachusetts. Sarcasm, look up the definition. We have, I don't, I, listen, the people in Congress in this state, I did not vote for. We have Pocahontas here. So she, you know, Elizabeth Warren, sorry, not Pocahontas. Elizabeth Warren is here. I don't, I didn't elect him. I didn't vote for him. This was the first year I voted straight red. And that was because of the Kavanaugh hearing, not because of the outcome or whatnot. It's just how they were trying to destroy a man based on very little evidence. And we can, that's a whole another show topic, but innocent until proven guilty. It's not guilty and you prove you're innocent and it's not innocent until proven guilty unless we don't want to do that. So that's a whole nother show. But the reason I voted red was that I could not justify giving one vote to not one Democrat because I couldn't stomach what they were trying to do to a man. But good for you, Gavin Newsom. You are just making the great state of California better. And that's why so many people are leaving your state is because you're taking away from the folks that have been there for years, abide by the law, and you are punishing them to benefit people that are breaking the law. So good for you. And hopefully the people of California, I know there are conservatives in the state. So one day they may be able to right this ship. And I'm not saying go all Republican. That is not what I'm saying. Just people that care about United States citizens, period, whether it be a Democrat or a Republican, but you have to put the American people's wishes, concerns, issues, whatever you want to call them, you have to put those before anyone else's. They don't get a hide behind our Constitution. The Constitution is a piece of paper for United States citizens, period. If that wasn't the case, then every single person in every single country could come here. And if, what, they break a law in another country, they can, well, like my, my uh, you know, constitutional right in the United States says you can't punish me for that. Yeah, that's not how this works, people. For the love of everything holy, as you can tell, I don't like the dude. But he was elected. Just thank goodness he wasn't elected to our state as the governor. And then we have Gillette. Gotta love them telling us how bad men suck. That really frustrated me. I mean, part of the commercial was good. And then the rest of it was like, hmm, are you kidding me? No, we don't suck. I'm raising three daughters, and I'm raising them to be respectful and honest and hardworking women. And Gillette has for many years sold their razors or their brands by sex. But now that that things are going in a different way. That, I mean, pandering is that. It's just trying to please other people by doing or saying what you think they want you to do. So now all of a sudden, Gillette's woke. They're not woke. They're pandering to the left because they know they're so off their rocker. They're like, Psh, these guys are so crazy. 
they hate corporations and we're a big corporations but if we like pretend that that we're on board with them and <laughs> that we're woke i mean we can make some dough on this because these people are too stupid to realize what we're doing think about it guys you know last year or last week we had 10,000 times last week 10,000 times Gillette's name was tweeted right so listen to this marketing this week 1.5 million times 150 times more than the previous week just by pretending they are woke so whoever did the marketing for this flip in genius or an idiot and and that's you know what are they doing do you think they are just pandering to the consumer may not be the smartest thing since men buy the majority higher percentage of razors or at least use them higher percentage than women do and no that's not sexist that's just facts just to let you know i don't want to get any comments of well why do you think uh, men are using more because they do you dope so good for the marketing they do know the left are so crazy dare i say naive that they can be against big corporations and gillette by by any measurement would be a big corporation then they go wait a minute let's let's capitalize on this me too moment Let's tell them that we're woke and we understand. Matter of fact, let's tell them that most men suck. Boys will be boys. Kids will be kids. They will be. That's just how it is. It's been that way since the start of time. And then the corporate people, they've got to be in heaven right now. I mean, a two-minute commercial and... The, just their content, or at least their name being in Twitter universe. However, you know, who knows if it'll translate to cold, hard cash, because that's what they want. I'm thinking it's going to go the, 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 I think their bottom line is going to go down, if you ask me. That's just my opinion, because you're pandering to, you're, you're pandering to a, to a crowd, whatever crowd that is, but you're pissing off men good men and it's not some of us it's a lot of us just to let you know you sit there and tell us how bad we are you're bad you're just horrible men well you know what no we're not yeah there's some people in every walk of life that are bad men women children but not really but you you get what i mean every walk of life has some bad but not most. There's a lot of men in this world, and I would say most of the men in this world are good, decent, hardworking people. And don't throw it back in our face that, oh, if you're offended at this, look into the mirror. No, we're good people. We know we are. Take that. That's how we look at it. And I love this story. It was almost like a, a slap in the face to Gillette, if you ask me, and it happened down in Dallas, Texas at the Billy Earl Dade Middle School, and this comes out of the uh, uh, Dallas News. Their principal over there, Tracy Washington, wanted her students to have a large group of positive male role models for an event, and it was an event called Breakfast with Dads. And they just wanted, you know, some role models, men role models to come in and 
you know, just teach them a few things, maybe how to tie a tie or to be polite or use their manners or whatever it is. But they, they, she wanted mentorship, right? She said, it's not an easy thing for a young student to ask for, but about 150 students requested it. That to me, good for you. Good for you kids for, for reaching out and said, yeah, that'd be nice to have a role, male role model in my life. Here's the thing, though. Their major concern was maybe, maybe, there would not be enough male role models that signed up to, to help out. So what they did is they put a request onto Facebook and they asked for 50, 50, five, zero volunteer fathers to participate in the event. But they didn't expect what would happen next. One of the gentlemen, um, and I, it wasn't the principal, but one of the gentlemen put his private cell phone number on the page for folks to, to text in or call and just, you know, sign up and tell them that they were interested. And within a few days, he had 800 missed phone calls or texts or whatnot. Nearly 600 men showed up, all different walks of life, careers military, public officials, community organizers, law enforcement. They had uh, the Dallas assistant uh, chief of police came in and 600 men showed up. And they, these were boys from 11 uh, to 13 years year old. And basically it was just teaching them stuff. But that to me is a testament of how awesome us men are. And yes, we are awesome. And yes, I'm okay saying that. I'm raising three daughters with my beautiful wife, and we're doing a pretty bang-up job, if you ask me. So kind of readjust your pandering because you'll be woke to the next thing that comes around the corner. And this women's movement and women's march and... You know, when it's, especially the Women's March, this Tamika Mallory, are you kidding me? I always try to look at things, and I, I, I have a closed mind on some things that I, I'm not really willing to budge. And I say not really, but if I heard an educated um, argument for an opposite side, I might be able, because, you know, you might be able to change my mind, because a closed mind to me is a dangerous thing, and I... I don't think it has a place in any world, to be honest with you. I think we should always be um, striving to learn and striving to change our minds because changing your mind means you're learning things and you're looking at stuff from a different perspective. But on this story, I, I thought to myself, can you imagine if if a conservative th th said this or, or stood by someone that represented this? And it was funny because I was going over, you know, show ideas in my head, and I got to this story, and I thought to myself, any conservative would do this. The left would lose their ever-loving minds. And then, and then, the purple unicorn came back, and that was AOC. And when you hear what this woman said today, whoo, we're ending the show with that one because I just might get riled up. But anyway, let's get back to Tamika Mallory. So she was on The View uh, yesterday, or uh, on Monday, which is two days ago. So she was on The View on Monday, and they were peppering her, 
peppering her with these tough questions. I mean, <laughs> sarcasm, look it up. Yeah, they kid gloves. You know, you want to make it look good. You want to make it uh, seem like it's awesome and no one in here uh, is bad and we don't have bad blood and everyone's peace, joy, and love. And da, 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 da. These guys, uh, these women blow my mind. So they were asking questions, blah, blah, blah. And then um, they got to the part where they were questioning her relationship with Louis Farrakhan, which to me is sickening. And how she defends the man, called him the GOAT, greatest of all time. Yeah, really? So someone that, that uh, hates Jews thinks they're termites that that's that you're okay with that well I may disagree with a little bit of what he says Megan McCain was the only one that actually pushed and you could see she was frustrated because of the stupidity coming out of the lady's mouth so um, Megan McCain said you know I don't speak for Jewish people but I'm confused these remarks goes on the death of Israel over and over and over again. And Mallory says, well, we didn't make those remarks. And, I, and I'm not reading this verbatim. I'm just, you know, paraphrasing here. But you're associating me with this person. Well, yeah, we're associating with you. You went, you go to his conferences, you post a picture with you posing with him, and you call him the greatest of all time. Yeah, you might, We the, the, the person on the outside looking in, might think you respect the guy. If you're going to his events over and over and over again, it might be, you know, you're trying to soak in his beliefs. I, I can't imagine, why else would you go? What, to to disagree with him? Do you, are you writing a book to make him look bad? Are you writing a book about the facts? No, no, that's not what she's doing. But she says, okay, well, what about this that he says? You're standing by him, especially what he says about Jewish people. Well, Again, I, I don't agree with many of what Minister Farrakhan's statements are. Well, do you condemn them? I don't agree with them, so you won't condemn them. Nope. So this gentleman, I don't even call him a gentleman because the hate this man spews, he doesn't even get in the gentleman category. But this guy hates Jewish people, calls them Satan. They're lesser of people. And these are, the, these are the women running the women's march. They don't let conservative women be in there. They don't let conservative people be on the board. They're part of anti-Semitism. And, and uh, women are, no, I'm not letting my daughters go to a women march that's run by anti-Semitic people. Like, no, no thank you. But if, uh, if someone on the conservative side did something even remotely close to this, they would get chastised. They'd be run up. They would have fact-checking articles. Think about this. So this woman won't condemn someone filled with so much hate like Louis Farrakhan. Won't condemn them. And we're, we're, we're applauding them in audiences, right? We're going to conferences that they're putting on. We're going out to the Women's March, which I love women. I support women. I think women are the strongest creatures on the earth, right? But we can't let these women run with that crowd, 
oh, I disagree with some of what he says. So you condemn what he's saying. Oh, no, I don't condemn. So then if you're not condemning it, then you're condoning it, right? And no one says anything. We're supposed to just go about our day and pretend it never happened. But then Donald Trump, your flippin' boy Donald Trump, can serve hamburgers and cheeseburgers and french fries, which to me was awesome. If I was a college football player and just won the national championship and I got to hang out at the White House with the President of the United States and not had to sit behind some foo-foo dinner trying to remember which fork goes to what meal and I could just sit there and eat a cheeseburger the way the cheeseburger's meant to eat, that would be so awesome. I would love that. Or Heck, I'd have some Kentucky Fried Chicken with Mr. Donald Trump. We know how much he loves it, right? So he says in some interview while they're talking about it, he says, oh yeah, we had whatever the number is, five, six hundred, a thousand. I don't care how many hamburgers. Did you have enough food for the people that came? Yes, great. Well, he says, yeah, we had so many. They were stacked a mile high, right? Just normal figure of speech that we have in the United States. All of us go about our day and say it, and it's not meant to mean anything. But our president was fact-checked on that by the Washington Post. So, again, you have someone standing by Louis Farrakhan and all his hate that comes out of his mouth. He has uh, ties to many, many anti-Semitism uh, businesses and organizations. They can stand by him and run this women's march. Doesn't it taint the women's march if that's what's leading it for the love of goodness? And that's okay. But if Donald Trump says, yeah, they were stacked a mile high and people let blah, 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 and the Washington Post takes time out of their day to fact check it? Well, each burger is two inches tall, and if you tax, uh, stack a thousand upon each other, that's not really a mile. So that is a falsehood, a one Pinocchio. Are you, no one cares, you dope. Like, are you kidding me? Did you truly believe? And if there was, I feel so sorry for those individuals. But I, I can't even register in my head one person sitting at home saying to themselves, huh, wonder if it is actually a mile high. And, if, and not only did this person think about it, he says, hey, I'm going to go prove that to be wrong. Hey, dumbass, we knew it was wrong when he said it. Oh, wait a minute. None of us even thought about it. So they take time out of their day to write words about Donald Trump. The double standard is literally driving me nuts. They say Donald Trump is holding the government hostage and he's an amoral hostage taker and he's a terrorist because he, he's, he's keeping the government shut down and you can't do that. You can't, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And then... And then Andrew Cuomo says, no, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait. I looked it up the other day. It's Andrew now. I looked it up and there's this word, I think it's called hypocrisy. And I want to see if I can really nail the meaning of it, right? So what he does is he goes into his little office and he says, I'm going to vow to protect 
and expand abortion access for the great women in the state of New York. This is what he says, right? I don't know if he sounded like that. What he says is he's not going to sign any budget whatsoever until the, and he wants this put into the Constitution of the state of New York, until the abortion has changed that anyone at any time can get an abortion for any reason up until birth. Yeah, that was a dramatic pause. And that was another one. Are you kidding me? You want to extend any person can get an abortion for any reason up until birth. So that tells me if, you know, because I know folks do plan uh, C-sections, right? We Or they have complications or whatnot, but you can schedule it. Okay, be here at 6 o'clock, and at 9 o'clock we're going to do a C-section, and you're going to have your baby. And let's say you schedule it for Wednesday, that Monday and Tuesday you can still get an abortion, even though the next day that baby would be breathing. And he's holding the government hostage in the state of New York over this. Hypocrisy nailed. Are you kidding me? You can't call someone an immoral hostage taker, a terrorist, and we don't negotiate with terrorists. You, he's just not playing along because he's not getting what he wants, and you can't do that. You gotta bargain, and you gotta talk about it, and you gotta do this, and you gotta work it through, and yet you go down to Puerto Rico on the government shutdown. You don't show up in Washington D.C. Then President Trump says, come, let's talk about it. Let's, nope, not coming either. So you just got back from a vacation and you still don't go to the meeting. Yeah, great. He's an amoral hostage taker. So if the person calling the person is a moral hostage taker and then he turns around and does it himself, what the hell does that make that moron? Stu- I don't know, stupid. I, I literally don't know. But this is what drives us nuts on the right. Crazy. I mean, it truly does drive us nuts. And then I'm going to segue into this uh, uh, story, Ariva Martin talking on the radio, which she probably should have done a little bit more research just to throw that out there. But she was on Sirius XM radio and Fox Nation and the host was David Webb, right? So they go back and forth, they're talking, and then, of course, playbook, um, I forgot what page it was on their playbook, I think maybe page seven, maybe, um, of the, the the Democrats' playbook on how to end a debate fast. This, I think, is on page seven. So they were just talking about, talking about, and... Uh, she says to him, that's a whole other long conversation about white privilege. The things that you have, the privilege of doing, that people of color don't have the privilege of. David Webb's response was, how do I have the privilege of white privilege? Her response, David, by virtue of being a white male. You have white privilege. And then this is just great. David Webb's response. Ariva, I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepared. I'm black. 
You get that, right? Because that's the standard answer from the left. The standard answer from the left. If you don't like the way the conversation's going, that's okay. Just call them a racist, right? Just call them a racist. That's just some of the reasons that we don't pay attention to all the rhetoric coming out of the left. It's Think about this. So I'm going to throw in this last story because to me, this is appalling and this should truly piss off both sides. And it comes once again from our great giver of stupidness, AOC. And she, without a doubt, does giveth a lot of stupidity very often. So she was talking to the Washington Post and talking about her plan for implementing a progressive agenda. And she used a, shall I say, strange and, shall I say, sexually charged phrase. This is her words now. I'm not making this up. This is at the end of it. She says, yes, she said, just to let you know, she said a bunch of stuff earlier than this that I don't care. She I don't take anything this woman says when it comes to policies. I don't even really. But she says this kind of stuff. And again, we go to the hypocrisy and the double standards that are just thrown out on the table. And no one says anything. No one covers this. But here she says, enjoy being exhausted for the next two years, she says, while we run train on the progressive agenda the newly minted congresswoman told the newspaper. Say that again. Enjoy being exhausted for the next two years while we run train on the progressive agenda. Now, if you don't know what run train means, feel free to look it up. But basically, in a nutshell, it is gang raping people. If you Google it, though, be careful because, again, if you Google... Um, Donald Trump serving 500 hamburgers, there's like 16 pages of of results, results, search results, right? If you do AOC runs train, do a Google search, they have one page and two on the second page, and then it switches over to her, her training people and blah, blah, blah. But can you imagine if a conservative said this about anything in the government. This would be all over the news, and whoever said it would be to- toast. People would be boycotting resignation demands. I mean, think about that. This is not some conservative guy doing a podcast that is is unreasonable. Uh, I don't lack common sense, but I know if the President of the United States gets fact-checked about a mile-high stack of hamburgers by the Washington Post, and then they're, uh, you know, Obama used to be the second coming of Christ. She's evidently the third coming of Christ. She can literally say, we're going to run train on your ideas, and no one says anything. She uses a rape slogan, and what? 12 people cover it, maybe six people on two different articles. That's the double standards and the hypocrisy. All of it is a bunch of BS, if you ask me. That is 
So many people take all these racist stories and the boy crying wolf stories and, and people say, well, you, you're on the right. Well, at least we punish people when they do stupid crap. At least we hold people accountable. Yeah, we might miss a few. We might make a few mistakes. But when's the last time you guys stepped up and said, are you kidding me? Are you, what are you trying to do? I can't recall it. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to email me at therandyfarmer at gmail.com if you have in in the near future or the near past that, that you guys have punished people for saying ludicrous things like this. These are the reasons we don't pay attention to the rhetoric. When your first response, when you're having a conversation with someone about anything, the wall, blah, 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 when you call them a racist and tell them their success is from white privilege and they didn't earn their position, it's getting old. I mean, it's getting so old that they're, they're saying that African-American men are the beneficiary of white privilege. Listen, it's getting old. The left had made, it's been old for two years, just to let, let you know. For me, it was. Even before he was inaugura inaugurated, I was tired of it because they did it all the way through his campaign. We're the deplorables. How dare you? You know what? I'm not a deplorable. I don't agree with everything Trump does, but I wanted a wall before the man even was running for president, for the love of God. The, you guys, the left uses the sky is falling, the sky is falling, you're a racist. The sky is falling, you're a misogynist. The sky is falling and you didn't earn what you have and you have white privilege. That's a standard response. How do we know it? Because they can use it whenever they... It, it's a false narrative. If they get in a bind and they're talking to an educated person, hey, let's turn to page seven. What's it say to do? What's it? Uh, I'm getting beat. Oh, yeah, the wall's racist. What? What? It's a wall. You're racist. What? It's pathetic, guys. No matter what, it's pathetic. And we don't take it seriously because you keep crying wolf. And please stop doing it we can have intelligent conversations we can disagree with each other but if we just switch to name calling that you're a misogynist you're a racist you have white privilege you're the <laughs> you're the <laughs> okay great we get it you like the name calling you don't like to have normal conversations with people but for the love of everything that is holy if you condone a female congressperson on her sixth or seventh day as a congressperson that says uses rape analogy not just rape but gang rape analogy to run over the progressive movement come on stop let's let's just hold hands sing kumbaya whatever we got to do to at least admit that's wrong because i have i will continue to call uh, wrong when I see wrong. I don't care if it's on the left. I don't care if it's on the right. Yes, I spend a lot of time calling the left out because we have almost every major news organization on television, radio, print, pointing out everything that President Trump does. I mean, for the love of God, he can't even say uh, just a catchphrase or just paraphrase or just the English language. Oh, they were stacked a mile high. Wrong! Wrong! You lied to the American people! 
yeah, we didn't even real, we didn't take them serious, you dope. But when a when a young lady uses that at her age, so you know, don't come back and say, well, I didn't know what it meant. Baloney. You know she knew what it meant. And that's why she said it. So can we just agree at least that that was wrong? Yeah, that was a dramatic pause to, for you folks to say, yes, Randy, we can agree with that. There you go. So, hey, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Hopefully you learned something. And, you know, kudos to the, to, to the, to the men that showed up in Dallas, Texas. I mean, really, that, that was, there's a lot of boys there. At least we know 150, 11 to 13-year-olds that saw what true men are like. They needed 50 volunteers and 600 men showed up and said, I'll stand for this young man. So kudos to you, Tracy Washington, school principal of Billy Earl Dade Middle School in Dallas, Texas. Once again, guys, thanks so much for taking the time out to to listen to me yap my mouth. I do appreciate it. I know there is many places and many people that you can go listen to, and I'm glad you're taking the time out of your day to do it here. We are always open at the randyfarmer.com please visit us over at facebook and twitter at battlefield of ideas always i give a humongous tremendously huge thank you to alan shepherd he is our technical engineer and without him none of this is possible If you have any questions, comments, concerns, show ideas, or just want to complain, you can always email us at therandyfarmer at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Have a wonderful evening. Have a great Thursday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. This has been Battlefield of Ideas, and I am Randy Farmer.